Hi, and welcome back to Healing Quest. I'm Roy Walkenhorst. And I'm Judy Brooks. And if you're a regular Healing Quest listener, we hope you are, you know our focus here is integrative health and holistic wellness, and nutrition is a major part of that focus. So last week, uh, one topic we discussed was foods that fuel chronic inflammation in our body. Now, our conversation was with Dr. Dennis Godby. He's the founder of the Sacramento Naturopathic Medical Center, and we learned his list of pro-inflammatory foods included soy, gluten, dairy, and eggs. That last one, eggs, really sparked our interest in finding out more because here on Healing Quest, we've long believed in the superiority of pasture-raised eggs. So that's especially true because we're fortunate enough to have five healthy hens in our backyard that feast only on the best organic feed along with all the bugs they can find in the yard. Yes. <laughs> and they, they give us a lot of eggs, yeah, you do. know. So we were eating a lot of eggs and we're like, whoa, I thought I thought eggs were okay. Yeah. So we've asked Dr. Godby to join us today by phone from the Sacramento Naturopathic Medical Center to give us more details on his view of the pluses and minuses of eggs as a part of a natural health diet. Dr. Godby, thanks for joining us today. Sure, I'm glad to always, anytime I can talk about nutrition and food, I, I think back, uh, now it's called a foodie, so <laughs> I, might be, I might be a foodie. Uh, but uh, no, eggs are a tremendously healthy food, supplying all the essential amino acids that a, a person's body requires to make protein that must be derived from diet, which is what essential means. Mm-hmm. And so certainly pasture-raised eggs are many times more healthy than the conventionally raised eggs. Uh, the only really downside of eggs is that for some people, that they are also a pro-inflammatory food in some people. So the list um, that I would include would also, besides the soy, the gluten, and the dairy that you mentioned, would also be eggs and peanuts and citrus. So, Citrus? Uh, yeah. So many Americans with hidden and delayed food sensitivities called IgG and IgA uh, to, to eggs. So eggs are one of the food sensitivities uh, that I see most often in people who have leaky gut, also medically called intestinal hyperpermeability. So basically, the important point is is this, that eggs are one of the most common pro-inflammatory foods by the very nature of the food. The problem is is that if a person has leaky gut, also called intestinal hypermeability, then they're more likely to have an allergy. So if a person doesn't have a leaky gut, then they're not going to have an allergy to eggs. Mm -hmm. So leaky gut is caused by stress and drugs, pharmaceutical and recreational and marijuana and all kinds of different things that can cause it, uh, the typical crappy food that we eat and parasites and yeast and basically the standard American lifestyle. But in terms of eggs also, uh, one of the things that's most important about eggs is also not only being pasteurized, but how they're cooked. So how you prepare food is really, really uh, important. So the closest to raw that you can, the better. And the risk of salmonella with uh, pasteurized eggs is very, uh, very uncommon. But uh, scrambled or fried eggs are the worst way to cook it, for example, because Uh the high heat um, damages the protein and the cholesterol and all of those. So the best way really is to poach the egg or to to do it over easy in a in a you know hopefully a non Teflon pan but a but a pan that doesn't have any of those chemicals in it but using coconut oil or olive oil you could you could um cook it in, um, but just not at high heat. So you want to not damage the oak and you don't want to damage the oil. So very low heat olive oil, very low heat coconut oil. Coconut will probably be preferable just because it, um, it is um, mostly saturated fat, which helps to, to deal with heat a lot better. Mm-hmm. What, about, what about butter? Butter is fine. The only reason I use uh, coconut oil or olive oil is because we need those. The coconut oil really helps with brain health, mm-hmm. as we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, there's not really anything against butter, just but as we age, 
you know, less and less calories we can put into our body. So I would prefer to have healthier oils. Not that that's unhealthy, but just more benefits for olive oil because we need monounsaturated fat, and we definitely need some saturated fat. And, and we know coconut oil and MCT oil is really good for brain health. So that's what I emphasize because we have to kind of choose our calories wisely. But using butter and other other things is I have no literally no problem with. If you're just joining us, I'm Roy Walkenhorst. And I'm Judy Brooks, and you're listening to Healing Quest, and we're talking with Dr. Dennis Godby of the Sacramento Naturopathic Medical Center about avoiding foods that could trigger chronic inflammation in our body. Now, I want to just ask again, you mentioned, you know, the eggs, and it depended on what someone might be dealing with on your own personal situation. What about people that are dealing with cancer? Are eggs something, does that cause inflammation? Well, I mean, if we think about food allergies cause leaky gut and leaky gut causes food allergies. And, and I would say, no, cancer, even though I don't treat cancer directly, uh, we have somebody, another colleague of mine does, uh, that what I would say would be that we don't want to eat any inflammatory food. So food allergy testing, which is available here and other places that do IgG and IgA testing would be the best way to know. The, best, the way you get a food allergy is by eating the same food every day. Um, now, mm. if, if, if two people, uh, it's possible that Roy and, and, and Judy, that you both could have eat eggs every day. One of you had, doesn't have leaky gut, so you could get away with the eggs every day. The other person doesn't. Like, I eat eggs every day of my life growing up as a kid, mm-hmm. and fried with bacon and eggs every day. But I, I don't think I had food allergies. I wouldn't know unless I tested because you can't just say, well, I don't have it, because unless you're you know, in perfect health, you wouldn't really know if you have a food allergy or not. So I would say any person with cancer uh, should get tested for food allergies, not the food allergy testing that they do through conventional medicine, uh, but through testing through in functional medicine places or naturopathic uh, centers, because that's the testing uh, for hidden and delayed allergies, just like gluten. And I was going to mention this uh, earlier that one out of every four people that are diagnosed with gluten intolerance or celiac disease are diagnosed after the age of 60 because it's not an immediate reaction. So when you eat an egg, most people know of allergies of eating an an egg and then getting immediately sick. But that's not the kind I'm talking about. Those are uh, definitely allergies. The kind I'm talking about are more technically called sensitivities that you wouldn't really know unless you test or you took it out of your diet for a few months and see if that made any changes. Right. Well, there was an interesting article in the JAMA Medical Journal this week saying that of the millions of adults who think they have a food allergy, half of them actually really just don't. They have a food intolerance, which is what you're just saying. So do you think that's true in any case what difference does it make I mean, well it doesn't and that's it's kind of a silly uh really it's it's like you get an answer silly question you get a silly answer and <laughs> and and really um that's not your question it's not silly but the what the it, it came from the JAMA article and that basically is really not the point because as you mentioned judy that it doesn't really matter whether you call them food sensitivities or whether you call them food allergies. There's a technical difference in terms of immediate reaction. You're not going to have a food sensitivity that's going to cause you to die. A peanut allergy, that's a technically an allergy and a potentially anaphylactic, that's called IgE that medical doctors test for. Those, uh, those are the immediate, those are the obvious ones that, they, that no doctor can deny. Mm-hmm. But the, the ones we're talking about are the ones that are hidden and delayed that the people can not know about. Like a person could be in our age group over 60 and not know they even have a gluten intolerance, even though they've been drinking beer, uh, eating pasta and all these things, and their health uh, could be impaired all this time, but not know it because there's no direct link because they didn't even know that kind of food allergy even existed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Well, Judy and I, for example, we have we, in our circle of friends uh, think that this whole gluten thing is a big meaty exaggeration. No, we it's don't like, think that. Our no, friends, our friends do. Yeah, That's right. right, right. They, they say, oh, it's this fake food news. But in our specific case, in the last year or two, we've really noticed, I personally have noticed that if I'm careful about cutting the gluten out, it really makes a difference in terms of how good I feel. I agree with that in any particular a movement or any particular idea is prone to fads. And, uh, <laughs> but I, there's definitely a lot of truth to this. Now, one thing that could be a difference is that if you eat gluten over in Europe, there's no glyphosate there. So a lot of people mm. that, that think that they have a gluten allergy here, uh, actually they go to Europe and they realize, hey, I can, I'm, I can eat gluten there. But there's a huge wow. number of people that have gluten intolerance here because there's 50% more gluten in a particular, you know, in the, in the flour than there is in Europe because they hybridize because people like the taste of gluten. So it's much more likely mm-hmm. that you're reacting to something in bread or could be, it could be gluten. But gluten is a neurological toxin. And what I would challenge any of the listeners to do is to take, if they have any kind of health issues, to have a reason to do this, take gluten out of your diet for three months, completely, 100% gluten out of your diet. And you don't have to worry about being accidentally exposed or anything like that, but just three months, take it out the best you can, and then go back and eat gluten. And then see how you feel. And if you feel worse, then you have a gluten problem. But the problem is, is that we it nickel and dimes us every day. Right. And we have 57% of all unknown or called idiopathic health issues, neurological issues, we do know the cause, and it's called gluten intolerance. Okay. So this has been severe. It takes about eight times to go to a doctor before a person is diagnosed with celiac or gluten intolerance. This is a huge problem, and uh, we need to address it in a much better uh, manner than we are now. Well, thank you, Dr. Godby. Well, we're out of time, but once again, you've enlightened us, and, and I think I'm a lot clearer now on the eggs. Yeah, I think over easy and poached, because I'm going to yeah. have I'm to learn to poached. like them that way. Yeah, yeah and just have a variety, a varied diet. <laughs> yes. There we go. And the moderation and balance, well. Definitely. Well, we've been talking with uh, Dr. Dennis Godby, a national leader in the field of naturopathic medicine and the founder of the Sacramento Naturopathic Medical Center. Now, you can find out more about the center and naturopathic medical services at sac nd Com. That's SAC, S-A-C, hyphen, N for Nora, D for David, dot com. Well, that was pretty fascinating. I know. You know, I'm, I'm really happy to hear that we can still keep eating the eggs at our Hinder Lane, except we just have to maybe cook them a little different. Yep. Next, we're going to find out how Judy's doing with her main New Year's resolution, which is taking better care of herself. And we'll see what lessons all of us can learn from that process that she's going through. Hmm. And don't forget, podcasts of this and other Healing Quest shows are available on our website at HealingQuest.tv. And please follow us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter at HealingQuest. I'm Judy Brooks. And I'm Roy Walkenhorst, and you're listening to Healing Quest on iHeartRadio. Radio. 